A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the cacapoyos of this podcast. Mm. Ooh. What the hell is that? It's the inverse of good doer in Greek. It means yeah. bad doer, or that's where the malefic um, stems from. Oh, caca- Yes. Yes. I had a bit of a cacapoyos before this. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I um was moving my computer charger. I don't know exactly what I did, but I I was pulling it out of the like the strip and an entire TV fell on my head and broke. So oh. I'm not sure if I'm like fully mentally here. So let me know. <laughs> oh, let me know the concussion episode. I, I really don't think I have a concussion. <laughs> There's no bump or anything, but that is what people say when they have a concussion. They're like, I really don't think I do. 
Um, right. They're fine. They say well, they're fine, but then they start bleeding at, from the nose. Well, at least we're yeah. here. We're here to make sure yeah, you don't fall asleep. Um, I haven't been asleep. It's been an hour and a half or so. So okay. I, I think we'll okay. be okay. But, but it's still, just, oh my gosh, I'm so I just sorry. Don't know if I'm mentally sound. We'll find out. I haven't Dang. talked to anyone today, so we'll find out. Whoa. So wait, where did it bonk you like straight on the like Just top the of the head? Of the head of the back. I was bent over to like and then um, pulled it and it came. Uh, I don't know. I think I pulled the cord with it, you know, like I think I pulled the whole thing, but it just fell off like off the wall and like ugh. And then Scott, I felt bad because Scott was like, Did I do it wrong? Like, did I hang it up wrong? I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's just old ass drywall that like mm-hmm. couldn't hold it. Oh my god! But now I'm worried about this one's right behind me. We'll see. Uh, they like the nothing scarier than that sound of like the the crust falling in the drywall, like behind the wall, where you're like, "What's holding this up?" Yeah. Besides faith, <laughs> besides prayers, good prayers. It's so funny. I've been thinking about that moment of like, you just hear the noise and you know something's happening, and you just have to kind of like brace for what's happening like whether it's like something falling in another room or like I was thinking about this is maybe too intense but like when you're getting in a car accident when you're about to like rear-end someone or be rear-ended or something there's a moment when you like know know Mm -hmm. what's happening but you also like don't can't um orient yourself necessarily to where you are and I feel like that happens when you hear that like it's the wall crumbling. It's the sound of like the dirt moving on the hike or whatever, where you're just like, Oh God, what's, where's this, where's this going to land? It's like enough to trigger the mental acknowledgement, but not enough time to react or fix the problem. So you just have to go. It's like, if you like, when I ate shit on a bird scooter once it was like, I'm falling. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but there's no, so I'll catch myself. It's like, fall good rather yeah. than stop the fall there was no stopping the fall it's like cover your lips with your teeth over your teeth and try not to lose a tooth and just like I think learning to fall good is like a very skateboarding snowboarding you know quality very caco how do you say that caco cacapoyos I I fall a lot so I feel like I've kind of nailed that I we were at I don't remember where where the fuck was it where I was on a bench and the the whole table fell over and everyone was like (laughs) like somebody got up like a seesaw kind of it was like a a table like a result everyone was like oh my god are you okay and I was like I'm fine I barely even hit the ground (laughs) it's just so it's like such intensity thinking of that what comes up because it's like it is a moment where again you just like absolutely lose control not like uh, uh, like you're flailing or whatever, but it is that thing. I think in the most literal sense, like you just have absolutely no idea what's about to happen or what just happened. You don't have you, the person that like has fallen, don't have time to be like, oh no, like you said, you're like, oh, I'm falling, I guess, or I'm just now on the ground. I was, I was up and now I'm not like that feeling too of like, I don't even know how I got here. I just know I'm here. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. I had a very cacopoyos. Like, I feel like my whole week's been cacopoyos, like to the gods. It's mushroom season, as you know, you know, we love mushrooms on this pod. Found a big old chicken of the woods, tried a new recipe where I was going to fry. If you don't know, chicken of the woods is this mushroom, delicious. You want to find these chicken of the woods mushrooms. They're a delicacy. They're great. I tried a new recipe of frying them like 
like chicken fried mushroom things. Chicken fried chicken of the woods. Chicken fried chicken of the woods, like a a meat alternative. They are very delicious. I've eaten these before. I've never had a problem with them. Made them for the whole family. I guess I didn't fry them all the way through because if you eat them even slightly raw, it is food poisoning central. So I poisoned my entire family. I was like, literally all of us puked like for hours. (laughs) And it it was a sneaky one because it tasted good. Like there was no sign immediately. It was like, "Mm, this is delicious chicken. And I, this was like Thanksgiving level. I made delicious fried mushroom chicken. I made homemade mashed potatoes, homemade gravy, roasted vegetable. It was a good like meal, good meal. And then 30 minutes late, like brought a 30 minutes after the meal. I don't even puke. If you listen to the pot, I don't puke very often. So that projectile drop dead gorgeous like ate a bad shrimp level of just like couldn't stop and at first I was the first one to start puking I also ate the most mushrooms and (laughs) I was (laughs) and so I was like keeping it a secret at first because I didn't know if it was just me so I'm like running to the yard to puke secretly and then I would like run to the balcony to puke again secretly and then finally like Pablo like texted me. He's like, where the fuck are you? I'm in the bathroom puking. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Outside puking. I'm outside puking, (laughs) hiding because I didn't, you know, when you start to get sick from something, but you think that maybe you'll mentally trigger someone to feel sick, even Mm -hmm. if they're like not sick. This is, I mean, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, this is the, like, I got a lot of, no, I totally would have done the same thing. I (laughs) know you don't have to explain it at all. I would have done the exact same. Like, I'm not telling anyone I'm sick at all because it, there is that like psychosomatic thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we all ate the same thing or whatever. And question, do you feel like you want to eat them again? So this is the tr- scary. I'm very afraid to eat them again. And I and I'm like convinced it's just how I cooked it, because when I went over the process, Pablo was like, that's not how that's not tech. You just saw t- you just pan fried on both sides. You didn't fry it. You didn't cook it all the way through. That actually made me feel better because I was just like, fuck, did I just like grab a bunch of poison mushrooms? Also, that sounds for sure. Like always try a little piece of whatever you're going to eat. But I don't think it was a try a little piece issue. I do think it was an error in how I prepared the food. Like if you cooked raw chicken, you know, I I didn't Mm -hmm. I didn't cook the chicken all the way through. I didn't cook the chicken of the woods all the way through. I'm going to slowly reapproach again. But there is that like. I have all these like fresh mushrooms and I want to use them soon, but also I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to get back on that horse immediately. And then I'll, I'll have like a night where I'm like, Oh, I want to cook with them, but I have to go out later. So if that happens again, like now I'm just like factoring in the risk and I am a, uh, slightly afraid, but I, I think I'll get over it, but I can't, can, I, I don't, I don't uh, think anyone else will be on my ride anymore. Like I'm not going to try to get my boo to eat it or anyone like, it's just going to be, a solo mission from here on out. Dang. But I just felt so bad because I was like, I eat, I've eaten this before. These are delicious. Yeah, you might be allergic, but like probably not. And then like everyone's like, I'm like, are we? And then I'm spiraling like, oh my God, we're going to have to go to the emergency room and it's like COVID time and there's no fucking doctors available anymore. Like, just like, you know, just like dumb, when you're just like, ugh, did I do something dumb? But I just did something a slightly like fucked up anyways that's been that was that, the one then what and the next morning was so embarrassing because i just hid in the room yes. for the rest of the night. like i just like hid away and the next morning i had to come downstairs like sorry everybody <laughs> like i hadn't seen them the whole night because we were all just like 
puked. I puked all night. Everyone else puked and then like watched a movie. No, I don't know. I guess again, it's because you're not a puker. Yeah, it's definitely. I know. I was. I was. Puker. I was freaked. I know. I was. I was like the sick girl from um, Little Woman level, like just truly oh, no. deathbed, white faced. Like keep a light on, but I want to close my eyes. Like. <laughs> 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 just I don't want a it wet, to take me <laughs> a cool cloth on your forehead at all times <laughs> keep the bucket near please well there's just something I I said this where it's like I think that that just kind of like embarrassed feeling super is like the worst thing where you're just like fuck I made a mistake you can't and there's there's that thing mm-hmm. that's just like there's something so human about that and so honest, but also so hard to uh, like accept, I guess, also because then I because I've been thinking about this a lot about just being able to say like. I had some thought. I wish I could remember what it was, but it was like, oh, I bet they changed their recipe at this place. And mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I think you thought you ordered a different thing is most likely the answer. Like, this is a your mistake. Or like, I put in a, a code on the thing and it didn't work. And I was like, did they change the code? Instead of going like, you probably <laughs> you probably entered that wrong or something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, at least for me, I find it hard to immediately, I don't want to blame myself immediately, but also usually you just made a mistake or whatever. Like, it's not a, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, why is that so hard to, why do we feel so embarrassed about that? I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we don't feel other people's forgiveness well either. I mean, we yeah. just, there, that is something that is, there's no emotion on your face that you can see. Like you can see if someone's happy or sad, but you can't, I mean, not always. That's not how <laughs> depression works and shit, but you know what I mean? Someone's <laughs> yeah. communicating to you non-verbally like, fun, happy, sad, angry. Like those are things you can kind of see on people's face, but like no one I'm sure in your family in Pablo's family blames you like, Oh, I can't believe she forced me to eat this mushroom or like, no one's thinking that, but you just can't feel that from people. You don't, you don't get that unless you have talk about it or, you know, have to say you're sorry and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, something that my therapist like had me working on for a long time was forgiveness stuff obviously I have a ton of fixed placements so you know I hold on to stuff and it was like the whole time I'm like well how do I you know what do I how do I do it and what do I she's like no it's just for you she's like you have to do it I'm like that sucks like I don't want to do that fucking (laughs) make myself better this person's supposed to apologize and no it's it's all like internal forgiveness is not like it, it, it does involve another person, right? But it do, it's not really about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right that this is a fixed um, conversation that we're having because it is that, because I was thinking sim- similar vein, but I think for me, because all of my stuff is Scorpio, that I am such a fucking scorekeeper. I don't like to be, I don't, I do Ooh. my absolute best to not uh, like remind people of that or whatever, but it absolutely comes out. And I think that there is, um, a part of me that knows there's some quote or something about like, you know, you the know, body keeps the score done. or no, like, <laughs> just like, you know, all of the things that you've done. So you also like, you're the only one who knows the like inside of your head or whatever. So whenever you're also judging someone else, that's how, that's how it is inside your head too. So you also know, like, oh, 
if they're keeping score of me, like I'm keeping score of them, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is negative. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not like negative a thousand with this fucking mushroom incident. And I don't know if I can, I have to convince them that I did not make this mistake or else I will not be able to bounce back from, like I'm at too big of a point deficit to ever come back. Does that make sense? Like they're not actually judging you that hard, but you're in that equation where you think of, how how you treat people or whatever then you're like oh it's over well like i don't want them to like it's like it's maybe this is like zooming out like i don't want them to like think eating forage food is is demonic either i don't i and also and then i'm thinking about me i'm like well if someone fed me was like i found this thing on the ground trust me it's gonna be great and then it like poisoned me i would never eat that again like i know me but i'm hoping for that flexibility that i know everyone has and not that they have to even try it again and i'm just kind of like puking like behind like behind my back (laughs) i'm leaving i'm like leaving that in the cat um, ate your cat, puke. Yeah. What the fuck, this? bitch? <laughs> My cat's also miraculous where it's she makes those sounds, but I've never seen her regurgitate a hairball. She only swallows. Just like mommy. Okay, just kidding. But uh <laughs> I just can't believe I phantom threaded my whole family, including myself, That's which crazy. is pretty bozo, pretty bozo. I mean, perfect way to hide the crime, though, to do it to yourself, too. <laughs> <laughs> the one family member actually didn't puke, but had like a little GI bubbly. So I was like, all right, okay. but three to four were up chucking and I was it was coming out of both ends for me. But anywho, Damn. I should, well, you know, and it was also like. Pablo was gonna help me fry it, but I went ahead with Adam because I knew what I was doing. I didn't like it was like a a combo of embarrassing. Like I know, like it's all you can do is shoulder shrug. Like whoopsie, yeah, my bad. <laughs> it does. This does just feel very very fixed. I like I like it. I'm stoked about it because I'm also just thinking <laughs> of like all of the ways all all of the all of the different fixed signs and ways that this happens and but it is just like, I was wrong. It is a good reminder too, that things mm-hmm. change. Like maybe I was, maybe it did hit me good last year and it doesn't hit me good this year for who knows what reasons we've also like survived an entire another year of like on this plague doomer. <laughs> and maybe like my, my gut health has changed or things that like, you never like, it's not going to always be the same sure thing every you time. You don't know if there's, I mean, I don't know anything about like fungus in general, but there are definitely when we think about food interactions and medical interactions and stuff, it's like, I don't know. You don't know what someone had to eat earlier or like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's a lot of variables. Maybe it was the panko breadcrumbs. I could have been bad. A hundred percent. It could have been bad. They could have been bad. I can't, I don't, were the eggs fresh? I didn't really, I didn't look, you know, like I don't, Maybe it wasn't the shrooms, right? That's very fixed now. Like, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't something I like. I found pinko in the I back see. of your pantry from 2017. That's on you. It's this because I keep. I always do this, and I'll like come up with another. But I've noticed. I've noticed it as a Libra season thing. Uh, like, I think this is why I got on this because I've seen several Libras, um, like come up with theories or like these 
you know what could have happened like this is this was a bad thing not because of what actually happened but what the possibility of what could have happened and it's always like the most outlandish absolutely furthest end catastrophizing kind of outcome instead of it being like well actually it was probably yeah you just like didn't eat you probably didn't eat enough that day like it's probably fine you you just didn't like calibrate correctly and you didn't realize where you were where you were at a deficit so you you know overcompensated whatever but that just like yeah the links that we'll go to to be like it's not my thing though <laughs> right well I, this was the first time i've ever I, i've always read the asterisk of you know, growing off of certain trees or certain people might be allergic. Like I've seen that asterisk in the like articles that are like, it's so fine. You're good. But then there's also plenty of articles of people who are like, I was on the fucking toilet for my whole life. Or that you, if you eat more rather than it sliced up in little bits in pasta or in salads, like if you eat a whole fucking jumbo claw, like that's can be really rough on the, on your gut. So be maybe eat in smaller, you know, I didn't look up the neg articles until I had the neg <laughs> like experience. experience. So um again it might is probably the panko. I'm just gonna go back to that. Yeah I'm going panko too. I've got <laughs> panko. Same. Uh, some old ass panko. Well speaking of bad old panko. Old ass panko. <laughs> old ass panko. Mr. Old the- panko the the negatives uh if you will we are continuing our uh counterpart to benefics we're talking about the malefics today um if if you are just joining us for the first time uh the concepts of benefic and malefic are ancient uh traditional concepts that uh kind of prescribe general good signification Good things, positive attributes to uh, the planets Jupiter and Venus. And then the flip side, what we're talking about, those are considered malefics. Flip side of that today is the, did I say malefics before just now? You did it right. I, I did it right. Okay. Right as well. well, I'm the concussed one, so who knows? I know, I'm like Jesus. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still tripping off Panko, so I, I'm really, I'm just really trying to admit when I'm wrong and say when I have mistakes. So, uh, those are the benefics, and today we are talking about the malefics, the planets that are given kind of negative connotation, uh, that are seen as as. I don't harmful. I like just like hesitate so much because we've weaponized all of these things so much as as culture and everything that you feel sad to say like that are harmful or you know difficult. Look, they're planets. they're bad girls. But, they're yeah. just bad girls. They do. They're not, a little naughty. They're not. They're they're. I I think that I I know what you're saying because I think too we know the risk of that some people hold on to astrology where they're like, well, my chart ruler is malefic, so I'm the devil, and it's like. I mean, maybe, but probably not. And I think what's cool about them compared to those benefits, which we talked about in the previous episode, listen, if you didn't, is like they're rooting for you. And this is like checking you. That's how I think of it. It's more like a, like it's the real, like it's the poison panko. It's like, but let's like have some reality checks here that not everything will go good all the time. Yes. And I I don't know. That's how I, that's how I kind of think about them in, in this I don't think it means that you're doomed, but well, for sure, check in. Well, we're all doomed, so you definitely are <laughs> very much, and I very much doomed. If you're one of these people, I think that you know is hearing this and going, oh, "I'm the devil." 
I think like <laughs> listen to like Madison, Madison's episode or someone where it's like she kind of leans into the darkness in a really beautiful way. There are people that we've had on this podcast that are like, nah, I'm like a little bad, but not like I'm not like a bad person. I'm not like out here doing harm, but like I'll, I'll, I'll play ball, I'll, you know. And Madison definitely talks about getting sober and all that kind of stuff. But I think that especially like the Scorpio and the, you know what I mean? They can lean into it a little bit. You can handle this episode is what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yes. It'll yes. Be fine. And I think to my like at arm's length is because like I said, these are ancient traditional uh, kind of uh, classifications, which in today's modern context, even just things that they had to worry about, we don't have to worry about as much because we have medicine and technology and our life expectancy is so much longer. We've made all of these scientific discoveries that we know what bacteria are and, and all of this stuff too. So when the things that were, that we needed to look to astrology, to give us insight into aren't necessarily where we go to for the things that I think would be here. Even our relationships and things like that, we aren't being, we aren't having, well, not, not, not most of us aren't having arranged situations. I know that's still a thing for sure. Uh, but like, I don't know all of these. Yeah. Everything isn't as, as cut and dry. I feel like in, you know, you get it. Uh, mm-hmm. But also sometimes things are bad. And I think that that's fair to say. And it is uh, a as much as we also are going to go into, you know, I think difficult things, obstacles, all of that are useful and, and necessary. It doesn't mean that they don't still suck while you're doing them. And I think the more honest we can be about that, the more we are able to love and appreciate and understand the value in tough bad, whatever word you want to input here, um, we we can value them more because we're honest about who they are. We aren't trying to make them good. We're trying to uh, say, let them be authentically as they are so they can be them the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, noted, you're definitely the thing, the words that are going to come up a lot is like bad luck and like, you know, uh-oh, Mars and Saturn are here. I Did you guys read Chris Brennan's article slash YouTube video on, yes. the, on the matter? I really liked the like images used for um, both like the benefics and malefics, which I didn't see from our previous episode of like, you know, like Venus with the heart or whatever, but it was like, I think Mars with the like cutting and Saturn with the stopping. And I, I, I think that's good reminder cutting, which we've heard from Mars before, which I think is sort of like slicing through the bullshit. And then Saturn with those very like rules, time and boundaries. And when you think about Venus and Jupiter who want the most, who want to say yes, who want to do, we do need a check-in of like, but not with you and not on that date because that doesn't work for those benefic things like you almost it's like the little body like like these little bodyguards for the good times like you need the actual parameters and it can't all be you know happy all the time in that article he i think he quotes valens who's like an ancient astrologer um and talking about that the malefics tend to be like stronger than the benefics and I I really think that that is like a human experience of good and bad I don't necessarily believe that to be like the 
signification of the planet or whatever. I think that is kind of the way we see the world in a lot. I mean, I don't know what ancient people, how their viewpoint of the world was, but I do feel like when things are going well, we are much less likely to experience gratitude and be like, wow, look how great everything is going. But when things are bad, we notice it really quickly and we give it a lot of attention. So I think, again, a reminder that like, if you are going through stuff, if you are having these transits, if you feel like, oh, I have this as a chart ruler, as it's my son or whatever, let's not continue down like a negative spiral if we're in a bad space. Bad things happen to everybody. It's okay. You also have good things in your chart too putting the focus there is just only going to give the negative things more energy. Well, I think too, thinking of it as, cause I wrote down, you know, boundaries, protection, defense, um, as kind of a malefic, uh, concept or, or role that those planets play and thinking about like a security guard, a security guard does one thing. They just say, yes, you can come in or no, you can't. And so it's like, are they stronger than all of the people? Like, no, it's still just one person, but they are making, if they say yes, you get to go into infinite possibility. If they say no, case closed. And so it's like, it only takes one no to ruin your night not because the security guard punched you and beat you up and whatever, they just said no. So is it like actually stronger or is it just like the smallest bit of, of no is, is a final thing? Do you know what I mean? Like the, it's, it's final, it's it. And it's, and thinking mm-hmm. about like, I think those things of, oh, this is, this is difficult. I don't want difficult, but a lot of times you do want difficult in like, you want, a knife that cuts through a thing. You don't want to use a butter knife to cut, you know, uh, a wall yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever it is where it's like, oh, a, v- a, a benefic knife is a useless knife. Uh, a, a benefic boundary is one that is, imp- is permeable and isn't actually a boundary. You know, you want someone to say, actually, like it, even a hanging out, a Jupiter-Saturn relationship I think of is like, oh, I would love to hang out. Who, who, what do we hate more than someone that is always saying like, soon, soon, that's a fucking benefic date, a benefic boundary, as opposed to let's hang out this date so you actually can do something. And the, like, so you can actually, I don't know, you, there are things that need to be final and decided and cut cleanly. Are y'all familiar with sect? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but not I've I'm like aware, but not in involved. <laughs> I I actually like was researching it. I don't even remember why a couple weeks ago. And I, I felt very connected. Like I always have a really difficult time with Mars. And I I did not know that that was something that could be related to your chart. Like I, I had no idea that I I just, I don't know. It kind of blew my mm-hmm. mind when looking at it. So I didn't know if you guys had any like attachment to your day chart or night chart. Abs- absolutely. And also let's write down that we should do a sect episode. We, like yeah, we should, definitely should, we definitely should no, do a, I am a noted. sect episode. I feel very nocturnal. Um, and I don't, th- it's funny because I would be like, I'm a morning person in a very literal kind of way. But I think that the more I learn about sect and night, uh, kinds of, 
I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure a nocturnal. I'm absolutely a night chart. I mean, I don't know if I feel I'm necessarily such a day person, but mm-hmm. I just feel when I saw the sect, the planets, I, w- I felt more comfortable with were in my, in diurnal. So I was mm-hmm. like, that's just interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen like, if there's like, and I might, I just don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen like any different types of chart. I mean, I guess I'm technically a day chart and I think about it. And again, we can get, when we get more into sex, I might have an absolutely totally very different opinion once I'm more educated, but I think that really being seen sort of thing is maybe, I think about like the, the above or below horizon stuff and the things that are below my horizon or near, or near really click for me. And the things that are up and above also really click for me. So I, I feel like I've also switched. I used to be such a night owl person I definitely am more happy I like love more I mean everyone hates the middle of the day right (laughs) like that's like the most like the saddest time the saddest time on earth but um yeah I mean I feel very I I do feel day but I've been like both in my heart like it's switched yeah that makes sense but I mean I'm intrigued I I feel like like sex or there's like a bunch of like different things or like maybe I'm mixing up lots too. I feel like I hear like sex and like lots and I know that there's like sure timing things and I'm like still like when I see like Asher Twitter going off about like my lot one is in my like six house. I'm like, what the fuck are the like this very like cool, fun, advanced and probably not terribly advanced. Like I'm sure like just it's spend a moment, a, spend a class, learn about it. But it's not that. I would say it's not necessarily that it's advanced, but it is kind of dense and hard to explain, but it feels because it feels it's math and it feels the way Mm -hmm. that a math kind of like equation. If you have a math brain, you will probably get it really quick because it's like anything in astrology where it's like pattern. Once you understand the pattern, then you know how to put it in, but it's such an abstract explanation heavy thing that I feel like you have to hear it a bunch of times and then finally you go oh they're talking about this that or like oh it's that Mm -hmm. oh okay Mm -hmm. and then you can do it like the same way that you could fairly easily figure out what someone's house placement is when you learn their rising again you're like guessing you're probably whole sign guessing but the way that you can kind of figure out how to do that math I think is like a later in line lot thing that you could go oh it's here it's here it's here but it's a lot of a lot it's several circles at once that you're having to line up and we can get a lot expert or a lot a lot he's so due he knows it we we we, i mean we're coming for we're we're coming for you we smash the likes (laughs) we smash the likes back and forth all day long and we didn't know we know i love a bald man so oh well and he's scorpio i always mix yeah, he's Scorpio. I know he's like Scorpio. Yeah, he's gotta get he's on due. Here. He's so due. He knows it. We've I'll put, Chris, I'll, we'll I'll, I'll put, my, I'll put yeah. makeup on for that episode. Yeah, we're <laughs> we'll reach out, but also if you're listening, I do love a, a meet cute. If you are somehow listening, if someone uh, sent this clips, to you, he's listening. Yeah, clips he's this probably listening. Of me We've saying mentioned- I'm gonna put makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but just he'd know, be a great first pivot love- to video, also. Yeah, we gotta talk. If not, if not, if not now, soon, 
<laughs> okay, I just got it while we're holding while we're holding the space for Chris Brennan. If you don't know, Chris Brennan of the astrology podcast, probably actually the first astrology podcast that's the ever existed. The astrology, the podcast. astrology the name I mean, is the astrology podcast. Very, very much more academic than over here. Uh, a little more dense, but a great listen for all the true astro nerds. You probably already do, but Chris Brennan's clapbacks on Twitter lately just have been Chef's Kiss, Next Level, just. What a like, I'm loving his mean girl on the internet energy. It's unexpected. It's just great. I'm, I'm, you know, I think there's the old schoolers I'm air quoting that feel like they can't, you know, or, or like, oh, I'm too this or that. Like Chris Brennan is not, you can tell there's just an immersion in the, in the culture. We appreciate, I mean, he, he started, he started so much. He really is. I think like someone who really learned from some great incredible teachers and was really immersed in the culture and has also seen a lot of that toxic teacher behavior that happens of not embracing the people coming up from not embracing your mm -hmm. students and your students elevating them and doing these things and I I just think he I I am absolutely this is all pure speculation uh, but I just think that he seems to be very receptive to listening when um new folks are saying hey this is a problem or that like is very willing to to change and um yeah be open to those things which i think is in this context that we're talking about beautiful for a scorpio who would have thought i would have thought i feel like a lot of scorpios are really a lot better at um I'm I'm gonna throw I guess some shade here, but I feel like Scorpios are a little bit better at um being I guess because they're water, but I feel like they're okay changing and and accepting feedback. Yes, more, more than the Leo Aquarius axis. There it is. Oh Said God, absolutely and true. Can't yeah no impo physically impossible for the Leo Aquarius axis. True. For Scorpio, like we'll hear it, but we're like ugh. But fine. Okay. It has to, I mean, we know, well, we know everyone else cannot be anywhere near perfection. So I guess that makes sense that we would also have flaws where Leon Aquarius is like, I don't know what the fuck this bitch is talking about on any of this stuff, but I okay. think, I think Scorpio also uh, will accept people's flaws because they also ultimately like to use it against them. Potentially <laughs> it is, yes. it is yes, powerful information to have to know your enemy's weaknesses um <laughs> 1000 it is that marzy uh you know yeah uh, so, back to it too yeah i was gonna say to to say because i we said them kind of in in passing but the malefic planets are mars and saturn uh we talked about it in in our benefics episode too sometimes the sun can be considered malefic i think sometimes the moon can be considered malefic too though it leans on the spectrum benefic whereas the sun leans malefic um which we again discussed on on our previous episode about this but i was also thinking about um getting out of kind of the obvious like oh these are bad things bad things happen with these mars being you know fighting endings severings uh you know defensiveness war uh and then saturn being you know obstacles stops like walls 
structures, um, rigidity and that, but also was thinking about the planetary uh, humors, which is like cold, wet, I mean, dry, wet, hot, cold. Benefics tend to be on the warm, wet side and we are on the, or cold, cold, wet, I guess is also in there too. Um, Cause they have to be, or is that just the moon? No, I think they both are like warm, wet, sorry. Uh, (laughs) But Mars is hot, dry and Saturn is cold, dry. And both of those are not the ideal like this isn't great for planting things, though obviously there are things that grow in those, but they are these things that are kind of like uh, intense, rough, uh, uninhabitable or difficult. Like it is a diff or you have to be aware of the elements in that way. Like that's not a natural, a natural um, place where you're going to be finding food and water and shelter and those things. It's pretty like intense. Yeah, dude, stuff grows there, resentment and shit. Cold, dry, <laughs> fuck. That sounds horrible. Okay. Yes. Hot, dry. Ugh. Well, hot, yes. dry is not so bad. Well, I mean, it's oh. like we also hear the desert. It's wonderful when you do these things, but you need to bring with you to the like these harsher conditions stuff. You have to be, you have to wear protective clothes. You didn't think you have like when you're in, in those climates, it's, you know, we're wrapped up. We are hiding under things, all of that. Okay, that's so weird you bring up cold and dry because I already had my Cocapelli story of mushroom poisoning, but my other whiny, I'm sorry, I'm saying Cocapelli. That's just what's coming to mind. And I can't remember what my Coco, the, the bad, the bad doer is Pablo has now cultivated his weed plant from the summer and we're half the only place to dry it is in our bedroom. And now we have to keep our room a certain coldness and dry and drop in humidity. That is why I'm, I'm bundled up like the Ikea monkey right now. And he's just like, it's only a few more days, which has been for the last few more days. And it's, it's all this time of like harvesting. So you need to like get the exact measurements perfectly correct. Otherwise you just mm-hmm. wasted all that time. So I've never been colder or drier in my yeah. goddamn life than the last few but days. It, it's those things too. I think about like, you want a specific result. So you yep, aren't going absolutely. to take chances and say, actually, it could be whatever temperature you want. Actually, it's, it's fine. Like baking. Be, yeah, you have to really a, do it. Yeah. Yes. It's those like, this is, this is measured. We are cutting out things. And mm-hmm. uh, I just saw something too about, uh, it was a meme where it was like talking about Libra moon, but it was like, um, you know, saying that you don't want, saying that you don't care about a thing and then being disappointed with the, res- wondering why you're disappointed with the results and thinking mm-hmm. of that kind of like <laughs> venus energy of like, yeah, if you, when you want something stopped, when you want something, uh, you know, cut again, those things of like, yeah, you say exactly where it don't be like, actually, I could cut off any of my toes, cut off the one that needs to be that's sick, that needs to be fucking cut off. All of this, mm-hmm. like, not like, oh, whichever one you feel like. <laughs> right. I do think the good or like the practical uses of like benefics and malefics, though, are I think of it a lot of like party planning. I've been way, way more conscious of like coordinating events with friends or like thinking about the future or, or setting dates on the calendar of, well, I think, you know, benefic benefically enforced times are going to be for fun and for partying. And like, if like, if the malefics are making really harsh aspects or in places you don't want them, it just might be a little more like 
it won't be that party where you like just dance and not care, you know, like, and that's not a guarantee. Everyone can have good times on whatever days, but I think that's the thing I like to think of is like best working with the energy, right? That's the astrology of it all. Like, let's just, if benefics want to have a good time, let's like root with the good time boys. If malefics are there to like, you know, crunch numbers and pay the bills and like, you know, kick people out and do like that stuff that also comes with a party. That's just what comes. I did see too, that some we can also include once the outer planets came that like uranus neptune pluto are sometimes considered malefic which i think makes sense since they're sort of like big concept in heart of grass and like who are they who are these guys they're so out there uh, well, even by by concept of coming in and kind of dismantling the traditional seven planets that right. is like disruptive by nature uh and so with each one comes a new like, oh, actually, we thought we could say for certain this is where this ends, but now we can't. <laughs> Just I, kidding. I think, too, with those big ones, it's, we they, they did exist before we discovered them. So I think the interesting thing for me with those planets in a modern astrology perspective is they take so much longer to move. And so to me, that is like, if you are experiencing a transit with one of those planets, it's not going to be an hour, you know, it's going to be days or weeks or, you know, potentially if there's retrogrades and you know, whatever, it could be months. Um, so I think that with those things, like the kind of, um, I, I do feel like the, the benefics tend to feel a little bit more fleeting. And I think that's that same energy of growing stuff, gardening, food and shelter, all that stuff is like, yeah, food's only food until you've eaten it and then it's gone and you need more. So I think there is, and, and not that that doesn't make it less valuable or anything. It's just, I think that some of the, some of the big lesson and difficult stuff that lasts a little bit longer, maybe can feel a little bit harder and and rougher on their edges. This is that, mm -hmm. you know, lotto winners, uh, you know, with, bad luck but also we talk so much about like the quotient of how much money is enough money once you get that thing and if you aren't um if you are just seeking out the benefic it's you have to get so much benefic to, to again it's like because it's it's gonna you can never get you can never get enough because you do need uh things to end or stop or be boundaried or whatever uh so it is like if you can't if you don't have malefic energy, we're not, we're not doing anything. Uh, it's, it's just like real hungry ghost kind of shit. I was mm -hmm. just thinking and forgive me because, but uh, this may be too stoner bonery, but I was just thinking about how you just said that Pluto has been around. So obviously the the energies of or Uranus or Neptune, any of these ones, the energies of chaos, of uh, of illusion and fantasy, of transformation and destruction and rebirth have all been ever present in life. But I think it's interesting thinking about when, when these planets are discovered are times when like with Uranus, this is like the printing press. This is information going to people. And until you could let a whole like world of people know the same things, how could you know about true destruction, rebirth, 
if you are a person that has just lived in one place and has no uh, access to like books, letting you know that there are other places that exist, then you think that like your your own destruction is the only destruction or like the destruction of your village. You don't know that other people are experiencing this, but now we get to like world war uh, nuclear uh, weapons that could in fact like make you acutely aware of the destruction of of the entire world by one place like i don't know does that make sense is this too yeah i I think it goes along with what you were saying in the beginning about you know life expectancy and stuff i mean if if you're if you're living 30 years i i think yeah your life like i don't really know who i was at 14 i can kind of tell you from stories people have told me and photos and things that I like vaguely remember, but that was a long time ago for me. And so I think like if, if I was nearing the end of my life, like I would, I I think that those planets being discovered, they have such longer lifespans, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, we're not really seeing returns on them and those kind of things. So discovering them as people are living longer also makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see too? I didn't see this like when I was researching more of the benefics, but this came up more with the malefics, which makes sense because the malefics, that's just, we're feeling them more, but about like besiegement and aid. I I thought that was really interesting of the idea that if you're, say your Venus, your benefic is wedged between your malefics, that it can then become more malefic. Like, Mm-hmm. Damn, Olympics taking over that space. And then the same with aid, aid is that being wedged between, you know, your malefic wedge between two benefics. So I want, but now I didn't like do a too deep of a dive, but I was like, well, how big is that curve? Is it like a perfect like stellium wedge? Yeah. Like, I'm guessing it doesn't span the whole, like my Saturn's all the way over here and my Mars over here. So every planet in between, like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think I, so, but I assume that it means if there's one planet in between two. Yeah, right. so right. I, don't, I don't think I don't think there's a orb on it. Maybe there is, but like if you're, uh, like I have Mars in Aquarius, and then I have Saturn in Capricorn, but Neptune's the only thing in between it. I would say that would probably make Neptune behave more malefic in my chart because I know that because I like got so fucking drunk on Sunday that like. <laughs> I know that Neptune's like not behaving well, you know what I mean? Well, you're uh, I can just tell you from just this week that it's probably working that way. Again, these Um, benefics that are easily influenced by who they're hanging out with. And if they're hanging out with bad friends, you know who I was gonna be in a bad influence. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) um, but yeah, I think that that's what it means. At least that was my understanding of it. Unfortunately, I don't have anything benefic that's aided except for my ascendant i don't know if that counts i kind of i'll count aided, it wait what that is the, nice. what's what is the technical concept of aided like where is it's, it's in between two benefics, two benefics. okay mm-hmm. no see benefified. i was like i have i have besiegement i have venus well i have venus conjunct saturn and uranus uh. but it still is. I think I still have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, do you have any? I just have that. I mean, the the classic cap trap, like Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, all, you know, doing their thing all together. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't 
think so. All mine are kind of like, because my Mars is opposite Saturn. So they're pretty far away. Far. So mm-hmm. technically everything's in between them, but not like yeah. in that tight. No, I don't, tight I don't think it works if it's like a whole slew of stuff in between. I don't think it works. Yeah, then everyone be would wrong. be besieged. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like a Every, lot of people would have an option to be besieged. It depends on which way you look at the clock too, right? Totally. Because the whole, the whole rest of my chart that's not Neptune is besieged the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because my, my, my bad boys are in opposition so they're they're they far away from each other Mm, they far away well (laughs) again they don't even know each other exists i think that we need the malefics and i am i'm a big malefic fan honestly and uh which is also why maybe i'm sensitive to say uh, like oh they're to say like oh these are bad because they already have a bad right it like the like the chicken of the woods it is truly full full <laughs> circle hill up here of this like I don't want uh people to get a bad taste for malefics because they do have a bad taste but also you can like get to actually like that bad taste sometimes coffee Vinegar- remember the first time you had it yeah coffee Ugh. alcohol any of mm-hmm. those things you know it's not, it doesn't taste like good necessarily. And but... then you try coffee ice cream and you're like, what the fuck? I'm hooked. Hell yeah. But we need, we sure do need them. We appreciate them. Um, and I think, oh, that's what I was thinking of, of like the people that um, have to be malefics in life. Uh, let's try to have some grace uh, with them because a lot of times it's just their job. It's not, they don't want it. No one wants to be the no all of the time or all of those things. So have have grace and patience and appreciate that uh, you aren't the one that if you have if you aren't the one that has to be a malefic, um, appreciate that someone is doing that that job for you. Uh, so you don't have to so you can enjoy your benefic times and, and things like that. So especially with everything going on, um, you know, or trust believing and 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 understanding that malefics are very necessary and uh we are in their in their debt and we owe them our gratitude yeah oh yeah well all right see you next monday we'll see ya ya. love ya bye Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. What's your Bye. Sign? What's your sign, baby? What's your